So, hello audience, this is uh, Sandil again and uh, this is Culture Club uh, powered by Culture Monkey. So, we are uh, interviewing uh, a lot of uh, people leaders and this time we are uh, targeting the topic uh, evolving role of managers, right? So, uh, thanks a lot today, Sonia joining for today and then thanks a lot, Ketan. And before we get to the actual session, you know, I just want to give a quick introduction about Culture Monkey, right? So, uh, yeah, Culture Monkey is... Uh, employee engagement platform it's a full stack employee engagement platform but it 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 is it can be well uh, talked about with a story of how it got created right so i'm i am myself an engineer for more than uh, 10 11 years and uh, i have worked across cities globally and i saw the this engagement and culture as a problem in all all my uh, stints right so wherever i went the, my point of view with the managers was not taken seriously and uh, with all the multiple feedback sessions that I had with all my managers, with all the leaders, I was, uh, you know, nothing moved and there was no anonymity for me to be open about what's going on. And even if I managed to communicate, there was no action. It, it almost felt like all my feedback went into a black hole and there was never a closure. There was never a traceability. And, you know, I, I, I always realized that, you know, uh, happy employees deliver uh, their maximum productivity. But I was not able to communicate this with all the uh, managers I've worked with. And I, I just lost hope on this process, right? So that's when 2017, I met Joseph, the co-founder. And we started uh, a company. It's a, a software uh, consultancy. So uh, we worked with a lot of smart engineers. We were very successful at work. And we, we started to uh, ask ourselves the question, why is, why is this working? How is this working? What's, what is that we are doing differently so that we are successful, right? And we, we arrived at this fact that uh, there is zero attrition on customers, there is zero attrition on employees, right? We were able to make every stakeholder happy uh, in our company. So that's when we realized it's our culture, that's our strength. So we said, okay, why don't we take this and scale it, right? That's when from a software uh, consultancy company, we wanted to create a software, uh, uh, SaaS software. And 2018, we, we, without any doubt, knew that we have to build a culture software, right? So uh, that's when we founded, co-founded Culture Monkey. And Culture Monkey now works with a lot of enterprise clients. And it's so fulfilling now to realize that, you know, more than 75,000 unique employees, we are able to solve the same problem that I faced. Uh, and we have like more than 2.5 million individual data points in just two years. And with all that data points that we had, uh, you know, we arrived at uh, this particular problem where, you know, more than a problem, I'd say uh, a theme where engagement can be personalized only by managers, right? So that is why this season we have this topic of, uh, you know, evolving role of managers. And while we were doing all this, you know, we realized we, we were always technical uh, folks, right? Advanced in that aspect. But we never, uh, you know, we, we last year we realized that, you know, only technology cannot solve this problem. So we need to have, uh, uh, we need to uh, uh, associate ourselves with a lot of culture, people leaders, people scientists, you know, culture champions, right? And that's when we, you know, uh, we met Ketan and Ketan uh, got, you know, onboarded and he, he, he's, uh, you know, and we, we learned a lot in terms of product, in terms of the problems that is going on in all these uh, organizations. And uh, yeah, so, so we started this community culture club and we have today uh, Sonia with us, 
who you know we, we where we have uh, a lot of questions ready and uh, yeah yeah so so that's that, that's the story that's the story of culture monkey culture club and how we are here so uh, yeah so back to you ketan so let's get let's get this started you know we are i'm very excited about all the great points that sonia is going to talk about today sure thank you thank you so much anthil i i remember when i i used uh, culture monkey product uh, and that's when i i thought i can add value there so thank you so much and sonia special thanks to you we've been trying to work this schedule for last few months and finally we've been able to grab you and uh, thank you again for joining in uh, for our audience a little bit about whatever i know about sonia uh, she she right now is the lead lnd and od at imami agrotech limited and uh, she's based out of calcutta uh i and and prior to that she worked with maple consulting as uh, and services i think this was also calcutta and prior to that she was she had a long stint with aditya birla group across multiple roles in fact uh, my connect with sonia takes me back to 2006 when we both joined abg from campuses sonia is is smhrd 2006 uh, and that's where we bumped into each other and two of us were first the, the first two and the only two perhaps in the first batch to reach and be sent to the flagship plant which is in dalkur enupur so that's where uh, i think we had a good interaction we had a common boss that we were working on we were working on a common project also had a tremendous uh, two months exposure in the plant and then i continued in retail and she continued with the head office in the group i think then you joined ultra sonia joined ultra tech in the group itself then she moved on to uh, within the group in the young talent management portfolio so basically she started managing uh, people like me the entire portfolio at a group level and after uh, and then yeah then, then she she went on a break and then uh, she's back here so sonia thank you so much for joining in i'm not going to talk about a lot of interesting conversation that we had during our stint but uh, yeah it, it's it's a, it's a old connect it's a different connect and thank you again sonia for joining us we could begin with uh, the audience knowing a little bit more about you and also about your organization and and your role if you want to talk about that right so thank you ketan first of all uh, ketan and sentel for having me here today and as you said we've been trying to work out a date for some time and the pleasure is all mine that finally we are here doing this and uh, ketan what better person to kind of ask me questions than you because in the essence of it you are the person with whom i started working and started my journey so the learning curve has started with you and this is the new one so yeah i'm glad that you are the one on the other side asking me questions and uh, having said that i couldn't have summarized my journey better than what you have already done yes and uh, after a break i have uh, now got back to the corporate world and uh, i am happy to be associated with uh, imami agrotech limited also because i mean there are many few organizations who really look at a candidate post break only on the merit so that is what this organization did for me and uh, i am glad to be able to you know represent them here and uh, talk talk to you all this is the experience that i have had with the organization in the last one year and currently i lead uh, learning and od verticals within the hr function for imami architect i also take care of campus hiring which has always been a constant in my roles so that's about me all right thank you so that brings me straight to the first question uh, i promise to 
make it a little bit tough for you sonia uh, knowing the kind of uh, experience that they have it was it is supposed to be tough uh the topic today and and what the theme that we are running right now sonia is about sustaining and growing employee engagement evolving role of managers as senthil spoke about that uh so the first question that uh, we have for you is do you think that organizations without manager could be a reality of the future and why and why not this is this is your individual view that we are seeking here so do you think right. the world without a manager can actually exist as we so uh, let me start by blasting that belief right here kitten it is no longer uh, you know a reality that could be possible in future it is definitely already very much there maybe not so much in the indian context but uh, if you were to i mean do a basic research around it there are enough and more organizations who are already working on a format where they do not have any managers in the organization and what is even more interesting is you'd find these organization across sectors so you'd probably uh, you know have uh, uh, a gaming organization which is all software more commonly uh, recognizable to us as the makers of counter strike who have been following this model yes so i can wow. see this right counter strike is definitely i mean quite recognizable um also uh, you know uh, another name which many of us may uh, recognize it zappers mm. i mean so that is another company which does have this format already and then uh, you know even uh, some some organizations in the manufacturing sector so there is a organization called morning star which uh, deals with tomato processing and they also follow this model and all of these and many more have been following it very successfully for quite some time it is definitely not a recent phenomena however having said that it is definitely not a widely practiced phenomena so uh, to that extent yes it is still the minority organization structure currently definitely not all pervasive 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 in terms of sectors in terms of geography etc so uh, that is one part of it the other part of it is uh, that what i really believe at the base of it is that the organization structure is more of a function of the organization need there is no one shoe fit, fits all kind of structure so we cannot blanket say that you know this is the kind of structure that is a reality of the future it may be a reality for some people it may not be so uh, i mean how would we go about saying that you know this is what works for my organization to kind of make that decision first we really need to be able to see what is it that a manager brings to the table we take a step back and answer that basic question what is it that you know a manager really brings to the table and then see that whether an organization can make do without those things can plug those things in other formats and still make the structure work so for example a manager to my mind wears very different hats so not only the person could be you know a coach or a mentor to the team uh the person will always always bring a much more matured and experienced point of view to almost everything he's the person who showed direction at a very broad level and then you know other levels so manager in some cases is also a stockkeeper a gatekeeper to see whether we are aligned you know so that is the more transactional role of a manager day to day and also then you know at a personal level 
reward and recognition is also something that the manager touches upon i mean a good word from our manager is probably the most powerful tool for motivation so to that extent those are the things that a manager does bring to the table and if you look at these organizations who are following the no manager structure they do find other ways to channelize these things so that's the question that every organization needs to ask themselves and see whether that structure works for them interesting so so things that i'm gathering from your conversation one uh, are the companies which are doing you're saying companies across geographies and across various industries are doing it second what i hear you say is uh, this has to be contextual I, i think in absolute term it can't be that the world should be there or should not because uh, and the most important piece you are saying is it's important for organizations to define what do they expect out of the manager and uh, of that role and then yeah uh, if if that's a manager if they're looking at a coach in a manager or a mentor in a manager or there could be roles which are administratively very very strong uh, yeah that's that's pretty interesting and and why do you think that the world has been divided on the impact of manager as an employee engagement i remember my days uh, and and my first stint with aditya villa group and we were doing this organization health study and uh, the gallup report popped up saying that uh, 70% of people leave because of their managers uh, while that has been a gallup data gallup has been trying to tell that and drive drill it down to to organization but still i've seen organizations where suddenly engagement becomes a, a headache of say the hr folks for that matter and there's some organizations which actually say this is this is what managers responsibility is so what why do you think the world has been divided on the impact a manager has on employee engagement what has been your personal experiences or uh, what's your point of view there so the public opinion of the world as we call it is divided on almost everything given so there are two sides to every coin having said that um i mean on a more serious note every narrative has a context so i mean the narrative can differ on the context that we are coming from so having said that again now it is my view um my uh, my personal narrative or my personal context says that to be able to see what a manager can do to impact employee engagement let us look at what are the facets of employee engagement that a manager can really tap at a small level or at a big level so if you look about it if you i mean at the very base and an individual is there in an organization to work so the question that would come from an employee engagement point of view will always be why am i here so that definition of why is best defined by a manager in terms of your work context in terms of the connect that you see with what you are doing day to day to where the organization wants to go etc um then maybe you talk about okay so if this is my canvas again the why why will ask what is it that i am doing here which translates into a well defined role what is it that is expected out of you in terms of timelines deliverables all of these again are best defined by a manager again in terms of uh, engagement reward and recognition is a very basic pillar of engagement so a manager may not be able to help the reward part of it too much but in terms of recognition the manager can do a lot so it need not be tangible in terms of a certificate a simple good job done achieves far more than probably an annual recognition 
So a manager is able to tip, uh, tap the recognition part of engagement very well. In terms of motivation, I mean, uh, there are people who say that people don't leave organizations, they leave managers. So, I mean, why do people stick around for good managers? So, I mean, currently in as a part of my role, I'm having a series of conversations with our high potential talent within the organization. And the common thread that I see emerging from these conversations is, we are very happy with the leadership team. You know, we are very happy with the independence that is given to us to pursue our goals. So, if you look at it, the base of wanting to stick back and being here is somewhere or the other manager and leadership driven. It also translates into personal and professional growth for them. And, you know, a manager being there, the other side of it will be accountability and performance of the individual. So all of these, somewhere or the other, tie back to the basic tenets of engagement. Your manager is probably the face of your engagement in any organization. So to that extent, the world may be divided. I am very clear that the manager has a very pivotal role to play in employee engagement. Do you see, see the last one year has been, has changed a lot of uh, the philosophies that people were caring about how organizations work, how people work, especially with the world going remote. A lot of, it has unfolded uh, quite a lot of things. Uh, my sense is we don't have answers to most of them till as of now. It will evolve with time, new theories, new philosophy would uh, come into place. But uh, do you think that in these recent changes in the workplaces, especially with the workplaces going overly digital, has impacted the expectation people or leaders have with the managers in the organization. We're talking, you've spoken about the role of a manager, why the world has been divided. I'm trying to get into their shoes. Uh, if, if there are managers who are listening to this, do you think there has been a shift in the expectation from uh, managers in the digital world? And what are those, some of, some of those that you could uh, call out? So, see, Ketan, when we speak about uh, digitization of the workspace, we need to break it up. Especially, I mean, uh, the I mean, the the widespread digitization probably was forced and became necessary because of the COVID nineteen pandemic. So, having said that, uh, we have to look at digitization in the context of COVID nineteen. We also need to look at it as something that may probably be here to stay in a post-COVID era to some extent. So when you talk about, uh, you know, in the backdrop of the pandemic, uh, definitely in terms of the employee, the employees do expect more empathy from the manager and the leadership team. There is, because everybody's load has increased in various ways. Everybody has their own narratives of how, you know, they are having to stretch. There is a mingling in the personal and the professional life. So to that extent, empathy has definitely emerged as a strong need from the employee base. Having said that, um, and this is something that my current manager does speak out a lot and which could not be truer, is that from the organization's point of view, this is the first time that people have, I mean, the organization is also concerned about what is happening in the employee's family to a very large degree. All of these initiatives around that, you know, if somebody in the house is unwell, we would like to know. What is the temperature of the family members in the house? 
okay so you know you need to travel where are you traveling never ever have people ask so many questions or ask them formally in the past so you know that has been caused by the pandemic coming to the i mean post covid era or you know some of it will definitely be there to stay we have enough and more examples of organizations wanting to continue work from home at least partially you know or for other reasons so in that aspect if you ask me the uh, the organization's expectations from a manager doesn't really change i mean the bottom line is we need the results to be there we need the deliverables to be met that will still remain whether your workplace is a physical workspace or a digitized workspace it doesn't matter that basic ask is always going to be there um having said that what it does mean is that when you are in a digitized workspace the need for a formal follow up review etc becomes much more frequent and more because we cannot shy away from the fact that in a physical workspace a lot of informal catching up follow up does happen you know across levels which is a little difficult to replicate in a digitized workspace um from the employees point of view again it's the flip side of the other coin uh, uh, you know flip side of the uh, the coin is that uh, again uh, a lot of informal uh, you know work that happens in a physical workspace you so people need to be more available the leadership needs team needs to be more accessible and more uh, available it's easy to i mean go in a physical workspace and just peep into a cabin or walk, meet someone in a lift and ask okay what's happening it's not so easy to give 10 calls for follow up across levels so um, i mean if you at all you want to look at it there from the post covid world so that's my take i want to add one view here i mean it's very interesting which is uh, i mean uh, the digitized workspace and the informal uh catchups and and the way it is right there's so you know i i've been uh, uh in conversations with one uh, ed tech company and uh, and uh, we talked we 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 were discussing about uh, uh education you know uh, abroad degrees abroad post covid so right now what's going going on right there's a lot of students in india who are doing their masters in you know all these all, all the degrees that they do in you know in in pre covid they were they 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 went to the university they went to a different country experience was different the mm. course was extremely different the way they conducted the course was different but right now these students are taking the course from home and it they you know the 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 the, the person i was talking to he had a lot of stats about how detrimental and very undesirable it has become for the students because so it's only assignments and you know imagine for in a workplace it's also a bit easier in at a workplace it's easier because all you have to do is deliver your work and then there is at least a, a checkpoint or a milestone you've reached and then you close your laptop but for students in this digitized world if they have to do an abroad degree from home you know there is very too many elements he spoke about which you know which kind of like i got reminded when you when you talked about this uh, digitized problems between physical and digitization another another interesting trend that is happening is and a year back when lockdown happened 
I don't know if you guys noticed, but the number of webinars shot up, and yeah. there was this webinars across everything. I was getting ten yes. a day, uh, and the participations were good. Now, the last data that I've not 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 that I have hardcore data, but I've been speaking to people who've been doing these sessions. Most places, the attendance has gone down significantly. Yeah. Right. This this it is reaching a level of fatigue, and trust me, I know people who've just. dropped a message to few folks saying that let's just meet up without any agenda <laughs> and there has been literally 120% attendance in most places i'm seeing that at workplaces also i think it has reached a point where uh, that balance is important too much of that is when started people want and i'm firm i'm a firm believer of this human connect i'm a firm believer of uh, yeah i guess hybrid is going to continue like i've pushed i have started going to office at least one one day a week right because and when i go there i'm fully charged up i'm meeting people connecting people there's hustle bustle that is happening uh feels good so i guess that's where uh, it would it would uh, definitely move that brings me to another uh, another dimension on managers perspective sonia the the workplace is also getting younger uh the millennials and the gen z's and the gen y's are, are the are the we talking about generations uh, here do you think that there is or, or or if there are these managers who are who are managing with the uh, the second stage of millennials or the gen z's what are the things that they expect from their managers what are the things that managers should be changing and evolving to any any point of views there so the millennials the gen z's the gen y is the topic that is very close to the heart because i've always be, been involved with campus hiring and then managing the interns yes so um what uh, i really really at a very fundamental level believe that um this is a resource that has immense potential and uh, but they need to be managed differently so i mean if you would talk about uh, talk to me about these people a typical um millennial or a gen c or a gen y would always uh, you know be a person who will always come across as having a greater risk appetite who will always come across as someone very curious open to taking that extra step and try new things or experiment with a new idea um they will always be more demanding in terms of they need you to revert yesterday always all the time they are very very okay speaking their mind and they don't really respect those organizational hierarchies as much at least to start with having said that uh, the trick to having a engaged millennial is that you connect with them at their own bandwidth once you have a buy in from them they are probably the resources who have immense learnability are able to travel a very very fast learning curve once you have the loyalty you will have an equal turnaround time in terms of getting your work done faster so those are the traits that really define a millennial or a gen y or a gen z to you and uh, in terms of uh, dealing with them there is in my experience there is no other way to at least start off on their own bandwidth secure that buy in and then invest time in developing them and making them come around to your way of thinking and your way of working and 
you will definitely find a happy medium an engaged millennial is probably the most productive resource that you will have also i am biased towards them so i genuinely believe that interesting so so uh, i i like when you say it's about matching the bandwidth i think it's the, the message that you're passing on is go understand them connect with them and then because there's so much of uh, potential and fire that they have you can get extraordinary results as a manager if you wish to yeah that, that's pretty interesting so for all those uh, managers who are managing the uh, millennials or the gen zs that one is for you and uh, with that uh, in, in, all right okay i thought centrally wanted to add something on this one yeah there's this one fact you know about the millennials which is uh, you know more than 75% of millennials work more than 40 hours per week like rightly uh, you know sonia was saying if you tap if you if you make them if buy in to your uh, you know uh, to 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 make them passionate about what they're doing you know they'd go to the end of the earth to ma- deliver for you right so so that's that's i totally agree with that fantastic that brings me to the final and and a kind of a sum up question here uh so so sorry do you think that the engagement of future would see a lot of shift towards personalization rather than one size fits all and i i i i remember you said something about uh, the the one size fits all possibly is not going to work in the first question uh do you think that the shift is there or it's already started to happen or may not happen but is personalization the reality of engagement of future and uh, what can organizations if if you think it is yes what do you think organizations can do to enable the managers in this journey so kidden we are i mean past the stage of data analytics and we are always you know the buzzword today is artificial intelligence there's a lot going on behind the social media screens i feel the same logic applies to employee engagement artificial intelligence is all about you know personalizing your feed for you at the very base of it and um, the same thing does apply to employee engagement in a way because um, we definitely definitely are moving towards a world where we need to uh, make engagement as personalized and as individualized as we can having said that a lot of organizations and many times due to the other uh, work and constraints that we may be having it may be possible to a certain extent and not beyond having said that um, it brings me to my the whole uh, theme to my conversation today the best way to ensure individual and personalized engagement is by having your engagement run through your managers they mm-hmm. are the front runners of employee engagement they are the face to employee engagement in most cases when you look at it from an employee angle most of our, of our conversations if not in frequency but in terms of the content and in terms of the quality of the conversation in terms of the time spent are somewhere or the other linked to our individual managers and organizational setup and having said that if you are engaged with your manager you are definitely engaged with your organization and uh, the easiest and the quickest and the most pain free way of doing individual uh, and personalized engagement is through the manager 
So we need to invest far more in that space and sensitizing the managers as to how to go about doing it. It's not very difficult. It just needs to be there in their thoughts. That's what I feel. Interesting. So, so, uh, and I'm with you, Sonia, that personalization is the future. Managers have even uh, have their roles. The expectation from managers have even shot up. And uh, yeah, the, the, the onset of uh, remote working or digital or data or AI can enable them and also force them to move into that direction. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Gitan. My pleasure. And, uh, but that, that brings me to five more questions. These are rapid fire questions, Sonia. Uh, I, uh, you, you, you used to be pretty good at it when we met first in 2006. I, it's just like checking uh, if, if that flare still exists. So if you're, this is the first question for you. If not, HR as a profession, what would you have chosen? I would be a baker. Baker? Okay. <laughs> All right. So the second one, I, I guess the answer would be easy, but let me still ask you. Uh, between cooking, cleaning and mopping during COVID lockdown, which was easier? Cooking, definitely. <laughs> For a baker, cooking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And if this is the third question is kind of if you're comfortable sharing that, what's what's the next thing you're pursuing, be it a personal goal or professional goals? Is there something that you've been I want to train as a coach? So that's on the professional side. On the personal side, I want to start learning salsa. It's been a long held goal. Okay. All right. Interesting. Very clear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One book that had the maximum impact on you that you would want the audience to definitely read. Currently, uh, it's a book uh, that has been written uh, written by Santosh Babu uh, on coaching conversations. So that's what I'm reading. All right. And one thing that you would thank COVID for. The lockdown, yeah. COVID, more than COVID, COVID is a lockdown that I would say. I think it uh, built into, I mean, while at a personal level, my family is quite uh, contemporary and willing to chip in. But I think it really did bring home to them in a fresh way that uh, what really goes into, uh, you know, triple hatting as a professional and a mother and a homemaker. So everybody started chipping in a little bit more. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's it from my side. It was super amazing having a chat with you. And thank yeah. you again, Sonia, for joining in. Uh, Sendhil, over to you. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's a great session. You know, I think uh, the the perspectives you had for those five questions, which is, you know, which is very new in terms of I talked about the digitization. And I think one of the other product, uh, other points I also wanted, you know, I, you know, I, I, I uh, it occurred to me that uh, you know, you talked about, you know, there's this, obviously, like you also said, the Gallup's uh, report about employees don't leave organizations, employees leave managers, right? And actually, you can take it, take that to one step further, right? Which, which can talk about the importance of engaging, engagement in managers. You know, employees don't leave organizations, employees leave managers. And what happens when managers leave? Right? Have you how, how many times we have seen there the employees that love their managers also leave with them? You know, you know. I uh, yeah. Do you have any? View? I feel that. Um, 
I mean, definitely if you've had a good run with your manager, you will feel that vacuum, take some time to kind of readjust and restart again. And uh, also, if you are uh, genuine enough to share what your manager meant to you, you have a coach for life. That's my personal experience. And, and to, to add to that, uh, I think this is uh, something, my, my point of view, that the great managers look at building great teams every time they get an opportunity. I, I, I don't think so. I've seen most of them take carrying one team throughout their life. The fun is gone. All right? That's where they also, and, and I have not come seen them unless until team member is in a real difficult situation. One, as Sonia said, they get a coach for life. They are available. People know that yes. when they're, and, and I have quite a lot of them where while I'm not working with them, but I have the comfort to pick up the phone and ask for a question or a support or anything that I need. And, uh, but the most important part, what I've seen with great guys is that they would, great managers, they would build the team and say, guys, do well, keep on growing. My, your life doesn't start and end with me. And most importantly, they take up a challenge of rebuilding another strong team, another strong team, and another strong team as they, as they move ahead. So I, yeah, that's, that's my point of view here, Sim. Super. No, yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so, you know, real leaders create leaders, right? So I think uh, that's that's amazing. So yeah, thanks a lot. You know, today we have we, we we the importance of managers in from a culture angle, right? I think I'm very it's very interesting, right? Because uh, there are many other dimensions to managers and many other uh, KPIs, but but this particular topic and the points that we are able to take out from a lot of uh, leaders like you, Sonia, it's it's amazing. So thanks a lot for this session. So, uh, audience, it's a, it's a great session. Let's, you know, uh, uh, until next time, it's signing off. Sendhil from Culture Monkey, Ketan from uh, Rintomojo, and Sonia from Mani.